You've heard a ton about how engagement is important for your social media strategies and platforms. Like you know that you need engagement on Instagram. You know that you need engagement on TikTok. But have you thought about the importance of website engagement for your business's growth? Now, the amount of time that someone spends on your website, clicking around, reading, scrolling, filling out forms, and even making a purchase, all qualifies as engaging with your website. Now, when your ideal customer is actually spending time on your website, you know that you're providing something that they actually want to look at. Now, industry research has shown that most service-based businesses are losing website visitors after as little as two minutes. And that's the average rate, which means you know a lot of people are losing them a lot faster. Do you want to beat that average and keep your potential customers around longer so that they'll be more likely to buy from you? Well, of course you do. Now today, we're gonna cover 10 ways you can get better engagement on your website. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you grow your online business. I'm your host, Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. Now, are you making it easy for people to actually engage with your website? That is the first question you have to ask yourself. Do you tell them where to go next, what to do, and how to actually work with you? Now, there are many different ways that you can keep people on your website longer, but the key is to provide the best possible experience for your website visitors. Now, the only way they're ever going to turn over their time and hard-earned money is by trusting you to follow through for them. Okay, our first tip You want to get their attention immediately. Listen, you have got literal milliseconds to grab a visitor's attention and get them to choose to stay on your website for a little longer. So you don't want to waste any time. Make it really clear what value you're providing with your business. Think about it this way. What's your customer's number one problem? Your main headline should address that main problem and demonstrate how you can help. Now, I understand that feels like a lot to pack into a headline, but it actually isn't when you look at some really good examples of this. So for instance, you need a budget.com, ynab.com, I think is actually their main domain, tells you immediately that they help you change your relationship with money. SEMrush, which is a um, online marketing platform that helps you get measurable results from online marketing. It tells you immediately what they're trying to do to help you. My client, Amy Porterfield, in one of her new um, webinar offerings, tells you how to add a six-figure digital course to your existing business. All of these headlines are great because they're going to capture your attention immediately. They're showing you immediately that you have a problem and also how they're going to help you. Now, the best way to capture your visitor's attention like this is to do so with this powerful opening headline and some visuals that reinforce your business can help solve their problems. You need to get their attention so they invest just a little bit of energy to scrolling down the page and seeing more about what you have to offer. 
Now, our second tip is one that I talk about all of the time, but it is to provide valuable content. Once you have your audience's attention, the best thing that you can do is to keep hold of it. I know that sounds easier said than done, right? But when it comes to writing content for your website, you have to keep your customers at the forefront of your copy. And by that, I mean, you need to make sure that you know who they are and what they need. So ask yourself a few questions. Why does my service matter to them? What problem am I solving for my customers? What pain points am I alleviating? Why do they care at all? Totally honest with you guys today, when I was planning out this podcast, this blog post, and any other blog post and podcast that I put together, I had to ask myself, why does my customer care about getting better engagement on their website? And I know it's because the results that you get when you have better engagement, you'll notice that at the top of the episode, I talked about the results and I'm going to close with the results that you'll get and the benefits you get when you have engagement, right? So you have to think about why do they care and make sure you're putting that at the front. When your focus is on the whys and your customer, you'll be able to produce content that they actually find valuable and want to read or watch or listen to. Listen, don't write for SEO or search engines or whatever you think is going to help you game the system either. Write to ensure you're answering your customers' questions and focusing on why it all matters to them. They are your main character in your brand story. Now, number three, you want to improve your content's readability. Um, You can have, look, you can have the best website copy in the world, but if you're not delivering it in a fast, easy way to consume, you can still lose your customers. This is really hard for somebody who is a recovering English major. Just kidding. Not recovering. (laughs) Totally never going to recover from that. Um, You write when we, you know, when you, when you write for, 20 pages and a word count, it can be really hard to think this way. But you want to think of your website and your website copy like a textbook, not boring drivel that nobody wants to read. But think about the fact that no one is going to read every single word on your web page, but they will skim it to get the po- the most important information. So you want to make it easy to skim. So you do this by keeping your sentences succinct. Okay, look, I struggle with this all of the time. Like I said, recovering English major. And you keep your paragraphs short. Get straight to the point. Will help people and help keep people interested, but it will help them make decisions faster too. Now you also want to break up your copy into readable chunks. Think bulleted lists. You can even take that up a notch and make those really visual with icons and all designed out. Um, use subheadlines to break up those paragraphs and ideas, and even bold important pieces of a sentence. Now, when you add some visual cues to break up your copy, you're making it far more readable and easier to skim while still getting the most important ideas across. And if you want to take this one step further, I highly recommend you go back and you read your copy aloud to yourself. 
You don't need to be in <laughs> in your own space. You don't have to actually like verbalize it, read it like a podcast, but read it aloud because that'll help you catch typos. It'll help you catch errors. It'll help you find the parts that don't seem to connect and will help you find the things that um, are not as readable as you thought they were. Number four, you want to use high quality images. You know a secret that can make or break a beautiful website design? The photography. You can have the cleanest, most modern design there is, but if your images are grainy or subpar, it immediately takes your website from gorgeous to substandard. Look, I'm kind of dealing with this with the client right now. It's a problem that we're looking to solve, but it was amazing that they came to me and they said, oh yeah, when we're using our 10-year-old photography, we know we have a new website design, but it still kind of looks meh. Yeah, it's amazing what kind of effect that can have. Now listen, hiring a photographer to get those images can be expensive. So I and I totally understand that. There are, however, lots of free stock photography websites like Unsplash that give you a ton of great high quality images that don't look like your typical stock photography. Now, I actually pay a little month per month to do Adobe stock photography. I find that their library is decent for a low price. So you can explore some paid options as you grow your business. Now, if you want to get actual shots of, say, either your product or of you or in your company, it's worth finding a local photographer to come in and do a shoot for a couple hours. Even 30 to 50 high quality images will be enough to fill up your website and be usable across social media platforms. Just remember, as with your content, your photography should be customer focused to some degree especially if you're a service-based business. It shouldn't be all headshots of you, but photos of how your customers look when they work with you. Think happy, relaxed, relieved, etc. Now, number five, use engaging videos. If you want to keep someone on your site for a few minutes, give them a video to watch. Now, over time, we've gotten so used to consuming video content that it's not even a question for most of us to click play on those videos. The great thing about advances with phones too is that you can actually shoot a great quality video right on your iPhone. There is no need to go out and buy fancy equipment. You can use apps like Canva or iMovie to edit the video and even mix in some of that photography you shot. Now when it comes to actually using videos on your website, you can do it one of two ways. As a background behind text, no sound with these, just visuals, or as an actual video they can watch and play. Now, background videos you would typically upload straight to your website, but if you want your customers to be able to watch an actual video with sound and captions and all of those things, consider using YouTube or Vimeo to host that video and you just add the embed code. Not only can that help build up your video channels, but it reduces the load on your website and keeps it loading quickly, which we're going to talk about at the end of today's episode. Now, number six, you want to show credibility and social proof. So you now have great photography, great content, and a video to keep someone interested in staying on your website longer than a few seconds. Now it's time to reinforce everything you're saying and keep them around. 
Now, that's when you have to show some credibility, basically, to back up your claims. The best way to do that, using a form of social proof. Social proof is when you have a third party vouching for you and your business. Now, this can be as easy as showcasing happy clients' testimonials, logos of other companies you've worked with, especially if you're a B2B company, product reviews, or even media appearances. Now, social proof is all about reinforcing the message you're trying to deliver about your business. So make sure it's promoting how you help your customers and the pain points you're resolving like your content does as well. Simply put, your social proof should be something that matters to a prospect and helps them make a decision. Now, number seven, you need to link to other content in your website. This is something that gets missed all of the time, but it's a really important way to keep people moving within your website. You have to make it easy for them to actually go to another page by simply giving them a button to follow or an internal link to follow. Now, you can do this really simply and easily. Just make sure you have main and footer navigations. Honestly, I haven't seen anybody forget these in a long time. I think we all know that you have to have the links at the top and the links at the bottom. But you also want to add other links throughout the content of your website. Do you have a section of content that talks about a service? link to that service's main page. Mention a companion product in a description of that product. Link to that product. You can use in-text links, um, or you can also use buttons to move people. Now, the key here is to make it super obvious that whatever is a link can take them someplace in the middle of the website where they can learn more about whatever you're highlighting. So you really want to make it clear that if they click this, they're going to go somewhere. Now, if you go look at today's episode um, page at cappedcoder.com forward slash 47, you're going to see a lot of links throughout the accompanying blog post because I talk about other things that I can link to. And that's really good because I can take people and get them to dig more more into my blog posts and my podcast episodes. And I know that the more pages a customer digs through and looks at, the more they learn about my business and the likelier they are to reach out or become a customer. Number eight, you want to use calls to action on every page. Now, when someone gets to the bottom of one of your pages, now what? Tell them exactly what you want them to do with a call to action. So your homepage should be about the only page on your website that doesn't have a singular call to action, and that's because it should have multiple. All of your inside pages should tell your dream client what's next. You'd be amazed at how fast you can lose a potential customer when you don't give them the answers to that question. Don't make them hunt to figure out how to hire you and to work with you. If you don't tell them how to work with you clearly, how will they know what to do? I mean, really? Now, depending on your business, your calls to action could be a product purchase, like a digital product of some kind, scheduling some kind of discovery call, or just simply filling out a contact form. 
decide what you want someone to do when they get to the bottom of a certain page. Ask yourself, what now? That's your call to action. Now you just have to tell them in the call to action to call us now or fill out this form, you know, in, in better copy that actually sounds like you, of course. That's, that's literally it. And the crazy thing is I was just listening to another podcast the other day where they talked about how like 70% of businesses don't have calls to action on their website. 70%. So you can improve over what your competitors are doing just by telling people how they can work with you. It's really that simple. Now, number nine, you can create thank you pages with helpful content. Now, I learned this trick from an old boss, and honestly, it's still kind of genius. If your prospect has filled out a contact form, you've got the lead, but that doesn't mean they have to be done on your website. After someone fills out a form, take them to a confirmation thank you page. Now, this does a couple of things. It not only helps them to understand that their contact form has actually gone through, and it's a lot more noticeable than us and feels more final than a simple confirmation message below the form, but it's valuable real estate where you can keep them reading. So for instance, on that thank you page, you can direct your prospects to your blogs, give them a free PDF or guide that might be helpful, link them to a video, or even direct them back into the main pages of your website. What you put on this page really depends on your audience and what they want, but it's a trick that not many utilize, so it can definitely help you stand out. Now, our last one is honestly the most important one, and uh, it's also the most technical, but you got to make your website load fast. You have about two to three seconds from the time someone clicks on your domain for your site to fully load. If it doesn't, you've lost them. In fact, slow page loading time is the top frustration that causes your prospects to head back to Google. The best way you can keep someone on your website past that initial click is by ensuring that it's optimized for speed and performance. Now, this can get into a really technical area, but if you have a WordPress website, Luckily, a custom WordPress coder can help. <laughs> hint, hint. Okay, that was blatantly bad. You're welcome. Listen, two big keys that I have found time and time again when building websites for clients to having that website load quickly are how it's built and where it lives. Now, you can use plugins for caching and other uh, tricks, but if your site is p- built poorly um, and there are a lot of Um, shall I say, popular themes that are built poorly and cause a lot of site loading issues or live on a terrible server environment, you'll be chasing solutions forever. Personally, I'd recommend that you start with re-evaluating where your website hosts. Now, I have a handy guide to selecting a website host for you linked in today's show notes. Um, So once you're on a high quality server, you can start looking at other solutions. And I'll be honest, sometimes that means you need to have your site rebuilt. It is not always the answer, um, but if you're using, let's call it subpar (laughs) um, options that exist out there. And if you want to DM me on Instagram at Captain Coder, I'd be happy to tell you 
one of the biggest problematic popular um, website builders out there, uh, I'm happy to happy to do that just because, you know, you need to know. Sometimes it's it's the theme. Sometimes it quite literally is the theme. Now, listen, at the end of the day, more time equals more money. The more time someone spends on your website, the likelier there are to convert to a lead or even a sale directly. Now, if you lose them in the first 30 seconds, however, because your site took forever to load and then they couldn't see how you can help them, um, well, I can tell you they're never coming back. Optimizing your website to keep your ideal customer on it longer is really the first step in having a solid marketing strategy that actually earns you money and helps you scale your business. Don't neglect it. Thank you all for tuning in to our show this week. To catch more Captain Coder, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing and how it can help grow your online business, follow us on Instagram at Captain Coder or visit us online at captcoder.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.